Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents Miss Maggie McNamara in You Gotta Cry Sometime. I'm Peg Lewis, and I'll tell you how it is between me and the opposite sex. When I was 10 or 12, boys liked me a lot because I was the best shortstop my age or weight in town, and I could outrun any boy going around the bases. But when I was around 14, all my old pals began to drop away from me, and by the time I was 16, they all had some fluffy, Miss Pretty Face they were opening doors for. In my 19th year, the only fun I had was at a field day the Odd Fellows had at Town Park. I won six events and then went off and stretched out on the grass all along. That's when this guy, Ed Hardgrove, came along. Fat guy, kind of paunchy, smoking a cigar. Hello, miss. Go away. I saw you run. I said go away. You got speed, miss. Hmm, a lot of good it does me. What do you mean? You won, didn't you? Uh-huh. You heard how they took it, didn't you? The crowd? They clapped. They laughed at me. You're crazy. They all clapped. Oh, no, I, I, I see what you mean. You mean those, those few kids there at the finish line that laughed mm-hmm. and well... And called me muscles. Well, is there something wrong with having muscles? Oh, go away. Oh, come on now. Don't let a few little punks like them get you. Do you realize you got the biggest earning capacity in this whole crowd, in this whole park? I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you? A sports promoter. My name's Ed Hargrove. Oh, my name's Peg Lewis. I'm pleased to meet you, believe me. And let's get down to business. What business? Making a million bucks for you and me. Because there are plenty of guys that are good athletes in this country. But you find me a girl that can run and jump and throw like you, and I'll show you somebody that can clean up. Hmm? Money, I'm talking about. People will pay to see a girl... Oh, there's maybe a hundred guys in the audience that can beat her. But she's a girl, so they'll pay. I never met a guy that could beat me yet at anything. (laughs) You may be right at that, because, baby, I never saw such beautiful form as you got. Don't get fresh. I'm not getting fresh. I've been looking for years for a girl like you. I've been dreaming about a girl with flat hips and good, lean, hard muscles. (laughs) Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Now, do we have to stick around this town overnight, or can you pack right away? Where are we going? I I mean, where do you think we're going? Adirondacks. A camp I know up there, where they'll give Ed Hargrove credit. You start training right away. (laughs) Who am I going to (laughs) fight? Nobody. You just get into condition for the Olympics. You were talking about money. The Olympics is amateur. That's right. No money for either of us. 
I think someday after the Olympics, I'll be offering you a management contract. But there's no guarantee I will. And no guarantee that you'll accept it, okay? <laughs> this is crazy. Not as crazy as an athlete like you staying in this town. Well, do we leave tonight, or do we wait for the milk train tomorrow morning at dawn? We left that night. Even though my father had to be persuaded first, he was persuaded easy. It made me almost cry the way my father never raised the question of whether this Ed Hargrove was going to take advantage of me, as they say in the book. But I don't cry easy. Ed Hargrove might have had a pot belly and all, but believe me, he was some trainer, and I got to the Olympics. Gold medal winner of the women's low hurdles, Miss Peg Lewis of the United States. It was nice up there in Olympic Village because all the kids there appreciated a winner. There was one guy, a pole vaulter from Australia, used to kind of hang around wherever I was. Gold medal winner of the women's 100-meter dash, Miss Peg Lewis of the United States. But I kind of swaggered and acted tough toward that pole vaulter. He wasn't kidding me. He just wanted to have his pictures taken with the hottest athlete at the Games. But I discouraged him, and after a while, I started hanging out with a girl swimmer from France. <laughs> she didn't even place in her event. Gold medal winner of the women's javelin throw, Miss Peg Lewis of the United States. We got back to the U.S. Ed Hargrove met the boat and right away hustled me off to the Adirondacks again. And this time, he made me concentrate on tennis. Said nothing about a contract, just made me exercise and play tennis and eat the proper food. Well, one night, I was doing push-ups on the veranda of the lodge. Ed came out and sat down in his favorite rocking chair. Peg, the tennis pro here tells me you're great. Huh? Why not? He hasn't beat me a set. Well, we're all ready now. For what? Forest Hills. Yeah, when? Next month. Okay, you can stop the push-ups now. Okay. This is amateur, too, you know. No money in it. Then uh, why are we doing it? Publicity. Wasn't the Olympics enough publicity? You can never have enough publicity. This, on top of the Olympics, will be great for you. That's if you win. <laughs> I'll win. And I did win. Though it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be, Louise Crandall and I went down to 1717 in the rubber set of the finals before I broke her service and took the championship. Then... We're in, Peg. Good. Just a little more build-up. All-around athlete. You turn pro now. How's your golf game? Hmm, never played it. Well, I got a set of clubs for you. Now, let's go out and play it now. You're a golfer, kid. And here's where we start to make money. My first time on the golf course, I went around in 83, and Ed said that was wonderful. In a week, I was shooting 70, and a month or so after that, 
Grandpa, I was in a pro tournament. I don't want to sound monotonous, but I won. All of a sudden, we began making money. Peg, you want to look at this portfolio? What is it? Well, you know all those papers I had you sign? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the results. Tear sheets of ads with your endorsements. You'll see them in the magazines, but I thought you might like to look at them first. <laughs> Holy moly, look at this. It says I designed a set of golf clubs? That's right. And we're getting a royalty on every set sold. Yeah, but I never designed golf clubs. Oh, no. Remember when I introduced you to that engineer and he asked you what you liked in the golf club? The grip and the pitch of the club head and stuff like that? Oh, yes, I remember. Well, that's when you designed the golf club. You see, it only says, designed according to the great Peg Lewis's specifications, and that's true. And we get royalties? That's right. You mean I just sit back and collect money? Oh, no, you don't sit back. You go on playing golf or the money stops. Well, let's pack up. We got to be in Pinehurst tomorrow. Then I met Hop Rowan. It was one day after the exhibition in some town or other. I was having a steak and salad with no dressing and a pint of milk in the clubhouse dining room when this Hop Rowan came to my table. Hi there, Miss Lewis. Hello. Uh, if you want an autograph, you'll have to lend me your pen. <laughs> no, no, I'm not looking for an autograph. I just wanted to say hello and say nice going. Oh, you mean this afternoon? This afternoon and before that. I've been following your career, and I think you're real big time. <laughs> Look, mister, I've got a manager already, and he hasn't cheated me yet, so... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got a manager, too. I'm not looking to cut into anything. As one athlete to another, I just wanted to say, well, nice going. I'm Hop Drone. Pleased to meet you. Well, I'll be done. You never heard of me. Uh, are you somebody? I'm nobody, but you could read about me in the sports pages, even so. <laughs> I don't read the sports pages. Either they praise me or they criticize, and either way, it throws me off my game. What do you do that gets you on the sports pages? I play golf. Oh, I see, I see. I get it. Looking for a match. Oh, gosh, no. Not with a woman. Oh, oh! you're one of those, huh? One of what? Oh, one of those not-with-a-woman guys. Look, I'll take you at golf, or I'll race you a hundred yards, or I'll play two out of three sets of tennis with you, or hey, I'll... Hey, 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 you've really got a chip on your shoulder, haven't you? You said you didn't want to play golf with a woman. And <laughs> nobody can talk that way to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I stopped at your table to tell you how much I admired you, but uh, now I'm not sure. I'll see you, Miss Lewis. Back in my hotel room, I sat on the bed and I kept hearing those words of his. How much I admire you, Miss Lewis. And when I tried to get those words out of my mind, I thought of all the girls I went to high school with. All those pretty girls with houses to live in and husbands that come home to them. And then there was a knock on my door. It was just good old Ed Hargrove. Nice going today, Peg. Now, tomorrow, I figure on the dog leg. Look, look, get out. Get out! Get out! Leave me alone! Okay, okay, Peg. I'll get out. Who'd ever think that you'd act like a woman? I didn't sleep all night. And I blew the match the next day. 
stopped low and said, be seeing you, Miss Lewis. He wasn't kidding. We saw each other plenty. Everywhere I went, there was Hop. Then one day, I found myself back in that hometown of his. I shot 365s, Ed collected the prize money, and I went back to the hotel for a nap. Just a minute. Hello there. Oh, you. Me. You never returned any of the waves I waved at you all winter and most of the spring, so I thought I'd drop by and ask you to tell me about yourself. Why should I? Well, maybe it's because I've been a fan of yours ever since the Olympics. How many gold medals did you win? Five? No, four. Oh, just four. And only two world's records. If I'd been younger at the time, I'd have cut your picture out and taped it to my bedroom wall. Peg? Well? Tell me about yourself. Oh, you can read about me in the papers. First there was the Olympics, which you seem to know about, and then there was tennis. I said, tell me about yourself. I'm doing that. Want to know what I shot my first time on a golf course? No, I want to know about you. Okay, I'll tell you about me. I can beat you at anything. Ah, you're still that way, hmm? Mm-hmm, and always will be. Some man hurt you once? If I need psychoanalysis, I'll go to a man with a diploma. All right, all right. You'll beat me at anything, hmm? The course is empty. Would you like to go around? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go around. I'll take you on, and it'll be a pleasure to beat you. We went around that course in perfect silence. <laughs> it was some match. We have the first five holes, and I took one when an approach shot of his went into a sand trap. But he took the next one, and we started having again. After 18 holes, there we were, even Stephen. We walked together towards his car. You're good. Uh-huh, so are you. But I'd beat you eventually. Nope, you couldn't. But I'll tell you what. Let's play the game that's yours and not mine at all. Tennis? Tennis. The courts are deserted. Oh, you're asking for it. Well, I'm not worried. <laughs> you're not a tennis player. Well, I play a pretty good game. Yeah, but I'm the champ. The lady champ. Well, there's 200 guys in the country can beat the best woman at tennis, and I'm one of them. Okay. Okay, we'll see. Let's go. So we played tennis. The first set, I beat him 6-2. After that, I couldn't win for losing. He took the next three games, two of them my service, and we stood 1-4. I was dizzy. The sweat was stinging my eyes and my legs were tired the way I'd never felt them before. And you know what he did on his service? He double faulted four times. I suspected him, but he made it look close. Two four. So he took my service. And then once again, he double faulted four times. Well, I screamed across the net at him that I didn't want his charity. We went to deuce four times and then, then I had nothing left. He beat me, and that was it. Sit down. I never want to see you again. I'm sorry. You got what you wanted, didn't you? You beat me. All right, go away. Losing is that hard, is it? Losing to you, yes. Uh, look, tonight there's a thing on at the club. A thing? Yeah, a thing, a thing, a do, a shindig, a dance. Can I take you? 
Look, didn't you hear me before? I never want to see you again. Peg, I didn't beat you. What do you mean, you didn't beat me? You poor kid, don't you realize you played 36 holes this morning before I even got into the act? You were all tired out. I can't beat you at tennis. I can just beat you at good sense. I wanted to knock some nonsense out of you. That's why I rigged this. Rigged it? Sure rigged it, because I wanted to make you realize that you, you shouldn't hate me. Not this... This man, anyway, not me, because the first time I ever saw you swing a golf club... Yeah, I... I know, I know. You admired my flat hips and my lean, hard muscles. I admired your grace. I admired the beauty of every motion you made. Go away, go away. Come to the dance with me, Peg. Leave me alone. Peg, come back here, Peg. <laughs> Don't ask me why I changed my clothes that evening, because I couldn't tell you. I did it kind of absent-minded, if you know what I mean. So that before I realized it, there I was, all dressed up in the girly-girly evening gown I kept handy for banquets thrown by local committees. I kept looking in the mirror, and then at the telephone, and then in the mirror again, and then... Beautiful. Oh, it's you. W w what did you say? I said, beautiful. You, in that dress, beautiful. Don't say things like that. All right. I won't say another word. Just, uh, let's go to the dance. Are you crazy? Not that I know of. <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> oh, What are you laughing at? You said you can't dance. Well, I can't. Peg. Don't you know that when you move across a court and hit a forehand drive, you're dancing more beautifully than any ballet dancer? Don't you know you're the most graceful girl in the world right this minute? Dancing's no different from golf or tennis. You'd be a natural at it because you're a natural at everything that takes grace and beauty. I'll show you the steps, and in one minute, you'll be the best dancer on the floor. You hear what I'm saying, Peg? I'm saying you're the champ. No girl alive can beat you at anything. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, don't say anything. I brought you some flowers, Peg. Flowers for me? Sure. Flowers for me? Now, some guys seemed to think I was okay, yeah. They'd slap me on the back, and... And I've slapped them, too, and they'd call me a great guy, and... And we've had some laughs together, but flowers... Sure. Flowers for you, Peg. Give me your handkerchief. Well, a girl's got to blow her nose sometimes, doesn't she? A girl's got to cry sometimes, Peg. Here's the handkerchief. If you want to know how it is between me and the opposite sex, come around to a house on a certain street in Hop's hometown... And you'll see. There are two boys, four and seven. And their old man regularly beats their old lady at golf and tennis and ping pong in the rumpus room. But not at dancing. And not at singing out loud while you're cooking dinner because you love someone with all your heart. I'm the champ at that.
Theater 5 has presented You Gotta Cry Sometime, written by Robert Sanadella, directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Maggie McNamara, David Kerman, and Ed Zimmerman. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.